guarantee to classify yes, as three letters. Cause our history guys, we got Eric, Ellie, who else? We got Brian, listen every time, you know it's gonna be some fire. Everybody certified, it's Pocket Rock, ain't tell no lies. You be my lose your mind, can only put this in your time. What's up, Commanders Universe? It is your boy, L.E. We are back with another episode of the Commanders Declassified Podcast. I got my guys in the building. Eric, what's happening? Everything's good. Everything's good out my way. How about you guys? Man, you know, the world is still spinning, so things are working out. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing real good, man. We are getting real close to week one, so I'm doing good. Yeah, the football season is like knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Fantasy drafts are abound. This is this is the beautiful part of the year. I wish the weather would cool off a little bit to kind of give the whole football season vibe, but I can wait a few weeks for that. Um, a lot of things have happened, and we're going to touch on a couple of them. We're going to talk about the tight end room. We're going to talk about our concerns going into week one and our strengths going into week one, or what we think the team strengths are going into week one. But – before we do that, Eric, Sonny Jurgensen, his jersey's being retired or his number's being retired. How you feel about it, man? Uh, good for him. I, I don't see the point of not retiring a number if you're not going to give it out. So good on him. I mean, it's the right thing to do. He's a, he's a franchise great. I look for other guys uh, to follow, guys like Art Monk, Daryl Green, Charlie Taylor. Um, so good, good for Sammy. Uh, or <laughs> Sammy. Oh, yeah, he's already retired. Good for Sonny. And uh, yeah, I look forward to more of those than that. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna keep the numbers reserved, you might as well just hang them up in the rafters. Yeah, and if I said Sammy, I meant Sonny Jurgens. No, you did. I'm just uh, brain farting. Okay. Um, is he the greatest player in our franchise history to you, Eric? No. Um, I. J- it's hard for me to say that. I mean, I would say no. I would say Sammy Ball probably, or Daryl Green would be the two that I would put up there. Sammy Ball is just a a legend in the NFL, um, and he's got championships. Sonny, you know, was, a by all accounts, a great passer, um, but, you know, he ran bad teams. Uh, The team was never really that good when he was here. But, again, this is one of those things, like, and I'm trying not to be like the the, the kids today that are saying LeBron is the greatest of all time because they never saw Jordan play. Like, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not – I don't want to discount anything Sonny Jurgensen's done because I wasn't there – to see it. So I can't really speak to how great he actually was. I can only look at numbers. He put up great numbers on bad teams for the, for the better part of his career. That's all I have to go on. Um, But that's not to say that he wasn't an excellent quarterback at all, but no, I don't think he was the greatest player in franchise history. My personal preference goes to Daryl green, just because, you know, I grew up watching him. Um, You know, other people can disagree with that, but they'd be wrong. (laughs) Uh, things I learned today. Eric thinks LeBron's the greatest basketball player of all time. No, 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 no. I said I don't want to be like those kids who were saying that. I don't know. Yeah, I saw Jordan play. But, again, I didn't really see Will Chamberlain play. Like, I remember, like, old Kareem. So, I, this isn't the uh, – sorry, this isn't the NBA declassified. But uh, I just don't want to compare myself. I wanted to – I don't want to be like those young kids that are just – don't know what they're talking about. That's what I'm saying. Have we had a Daryl – was great. Have we had a Daryl Green-type player since Daryl Green? No, no, not yet. I don't think Darryl, so yeah, it's hard to quantify. It's even hard for even you guys because you guys probably only saw him like in the latter half 
Yeah. Um, but luckily there's just a ton of highlights of him just like walking guys down. But just I remember, you know, being and again, I was young. I was probably like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, really, when I when I really started watching the team closely. I remember just nobody threw at Daryl Green. So um, I mean, who was it? Was it Asante Samuel a couple of years ago was saying Green? Well, he only had 50 interceptions. He wasn't great. It was like, no, nobody threw at Daryl Green. Like, nobody <laughs> threw. Like the 49ers had Jerry Rice and they threw at Daryl Green because they had Jerry Rice, right? But like Phil, like Phil Sims was instructed by Bill Parcells that he would be benched if he threw it to Daryl Green's side. Like that's that's the Daryl Green I remember. So yeah, I don't think you know Sean Taylor was probably the closest thing could have been something on that level, but Daryl was was ridiculous. He really and he was. did it for so many freaking years. Years that corner, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Um, switching gears, Brian. We put out the question on Twitter. Do you trust the talent evaluators in the organization? I want to get your opinion on that. Do you trust the talent evaluators that are currently in the organization? Uh, I'm going to have to say no right now. Um, you know, I, I thought about that question and I was like, you know, if you if you if you would have thought about, you know, the the draft class and free agents going into 2020, uh, I, I probably would have been on board. But what we've done since has uh, at the very least been questionable. I mean, one, um, let's take out the draft. Let's look at free agents. I mean, all we look at is guys who have played for Carolina in the past. And that's not to say that they're they're awful or they can't be good. But when you limit yourself to only one group or one section that you're looking at, your system is flawed right from the start. You're, you're already limiting, you know, the potential uh, talent that you could be getting. So from that standpoint, that's a big red flag to me. And then again, now go to the draft and look at some of the guys that we've had uh, that we've drafted in just a short period of time under Ron who just haven't worked out or they're struggling to perform and they've got a lot of expectations. Uh, there's a lot more misses than hits. So, uh, until uh, until these things start to turn around, these players start to perform better. I, I'm going to have to say uh, no. I'm going to have to uh, say no on those guys. Yeah, I think what, I, uh, what I'm missing from their evaluation picture is what is our identity, right? And then I think we need to establish an identity as an offense, as a defense, as a special team, and then draft players who fit that identity. And I don't know what that is yet. You know what I mean? Like, what are we as a defense? What are we as an offense? Eric, do you have a clue? Well, we're not linebacker centric. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the biggest uh, thing, right? You've got former linebackers and they uh they're struggling to solve that issue. I mean, that's uh that's a tough one to swallow right there. Yeah, I mean, this year, I don't know, this year's draft, we'll see how it turns out, but I could you can see what they were doing. They were looking for guys who could step in and play right now. So they maybe pass on some higher ceiling players for guys with higher floors. And I respect that. We'll see how it, we'll see how it works out. Um, but yeah, the identity of the team is up in the air right now. I think he wants to be a hard nosed football team, but I don't know how you do that when you don't have linebackers. Yeah. You know, I, see, and you just made me think about something. I think Ron wants to be a hard nosed football team. I think Scott Turner wants to be a finesse pass the ball football team. Yep. I think Jack Del Rio <laughs> wants to do whatever it is he's doing. He wants to make America great again. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh. Yep. All right. I. I all right. <laughs> Tight ends. Tight ends. <laughs> all right. So Logan Thomas came back this week. He's practicing. 
um, at least in some respects. He has that big brace on his knee. Um, are you guys excited about this prospect? Because it sounds like he might be on track to play week one. Um, Eric, start us off here with Logan Thomas coming back and what it means for the team. Yeah, I mean, if it means we don't have to start the season with Hodges at tight end, then that's fantastic because he's just not ready to play yet. Um, I'm not sure Logan Thomas is going to be at 100%. Um, but if he is at 70%, he's better than anything that we've been able to put out there this preseason. You know, I would love to see Cole Turner. I don't know what the status. He's got a hamstring, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, and our guy John Bates has a calf injury. Those are soft tissue. And it clearly doesn't look good because they brought in a buttload of tight ends this week. Um, so I don't know when those guys are coming back. I know that, you know, those types of injuries can be very difficult to recover from. I've dealt with calf injuries before, and it's just a miserable experience. Like you think it's better and then you move and it's not better. And you can't do it. Like you don't realize how much you use your calf until you actually like it hurts every time you try to do anything on your calf. So, you know, it's a tough injury. Uh, hamstrings, the same thing. So uh, it's a little scary going in, relying on Logan Thomas coming off an ACL that he suffered pretty late in the season last year to be coming back. Um, so we'll see how he performs, but he's got to be better than anything we put out there. Who's the who's the other guy? 46 that we've had at tight end. He's made a couple catches, I guess. But the blocking is just not there. It's pretty atrocious at, from both of those guys. So hopefully Thomas can improve on that and one of our other guys can come back. Yeah, I – I think Thomas coming back is a plus for us, even if it's in a decoy role week one where he's not really actively involved in the pass game. Now the question is, what's he going to do in the blocking game? And uh, Brian, I'm going to throw that over to you. Do you think he's going to be effective in the run game uh, when he comes back in a pass block game? Well, he better be because uh, just like Eric was saying, we brought in so many guys off the street and within the last two weeks, uh, uh, which is not good. I mean, you're talking about backup level, uh, bottom of the roster type guys. So we desperately need him back. Uh, and if he's not healthy, it, it's not going to be good in the run game, right? You're, you're going to be going against, um, you know, big defensive ends. And uh, if he's not fully ready, um, you know, we, we've got the chance of re-injury and then him being out longer, almost similar to last year where he got injured early in the year, came back and then re-injured that knee late in the year. So uh, I hope everything is healed and he's ready. If he does come back week one or week two or something like that, I hope it's healed and hundred percent. But uh, I mean, if he's not, I don't, I don't know if I want to see him out there. Maybe we can struggle with the, the backup tight ends that we got until maybe Bates get uh, Bates uh, is healthy. But um, yeah, it, it's going to be an issue if he's uh, if if that uh, if that knee isn't um, you know up to uh, up to shape, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, if there's one thing you learn this preseason about Carson Wentz, it's to reinforce the fact that he really looks for the tight end, uh, no matter what offense he's in. So the more that we have healthy, especially our high end guys, the better off we're going to be heading to Jacksonville. I just the size of that brace I saw on Logan Thomas's knee made me a little bit nervous but if he's moving with it i trust his doctors know what they're doing he's ready to go i'm sure he'll be fine man where is ricky seals jones right now <laughs> can we give him a call well it should be a good sign like ron has been extra careful with these injuries i mean uh as soon as a guy gets hurt they're sitting out for multiple days and weeks so if uh logan's coming back now hopefully that means you know he's doing really well and that uh, the knee is uh you know really good as well too so hopefully uh that uh, that pans out well for him yeah absolutely he's a much needed part of the offense so 
We opened the preseason game against the Chiefs with Gibson back there as a kick returner. I know a lot of folks saw that and said, oh, see, look, Gibson, you know, blah, 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 right, as if it was some kind of negative. But I think people neglect the fact that Gibson, at least according to some reports that I saw last year, has been asking to do that, to be a returner. He's been asking to be involved in the offense um, outside of the backfield more in the Debo Samuel role. So um, I don't – I think for Gibson, that, that's him getting what he wants too, you know, as a part of this. And, um, you know, Gibson primarily was a receiver coming out of college. He probably didn't like the pounding he's taking in the backfield either, right? So uh, I, I think this whole Gibson situation, people look at and say, oh, this is a supreme negative for Gibson. I think Gibson's mentality is he's probably pretty pumped up about what the role is and the opportunity is going to create for him. You saw him make plays in the past game against the Chiefs game. But specific to kick returner, Eric, is this a good idea for us with Gibson back there? Yeah, if he can make plays and hang on to the ball, sure. Uh, I don't see why not. Um, I actually love the way they used him on offense last week, too. They, you know, they were using him out in space. They were getting him the ball. Uh, not pounding the rock with him. So, you know, any, any, he is a playmaker. He has that ability. He's got, he's a big, strong, fast player. So, uh, you know, any, any opportunity that you can put him in a position to make an explosive play, I think you take advantage of it. And with what we've seen from the kick returns thus far in the preseason, I don't think there's any negative because there's nobody better on the roster clearly uh, that can do it. So why the heck not put him back there and let him, and let him tote the rock like that? Um, you know, maybe he can do some damage as a kick returner. Kick return is so difficult now in the NFL because th they've changed the rules so much. But, I mean, if he can get us, you know, past the 25-yard line, then, yeah, definitely put him out there. Yeah, I think he should have the green light, whatever. <laughs> Just, you know, we'll return what you want. Brian, I watched uh, some preseason games. I saw the Chargers game. You know, I saw DeAndre Carter. I watched uh, another game. I saw Andre Roberts. I'm like, we keep getting rid of guys that are effective for us in this return game. Um, you know, and I don't know if this is a philosophy of, you know, you, you, you kind of want what you don't have and you neglect what you do have or whatever this is, but do you think the loss of Carter is going to hurt us this year in the return game? Um, no, I, I think the overall effect that, um, you know, Carter had, was he, was he good? Yeah, he, he was, he's a solid return man. Absolutely. Is he better than anybody we've got now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we don't know what Gibson will look like, uh, when he gets a couple more kick returns under his belt, but, uh, I think the overall, uh, effect of, uh, the kick returner, you know, if you're a bad team, it comes into play a lot more, right? Because we're, we're looking for ways to kind of score points. We're looking for ways to uh, to boost the offense. So that position then becomes magnified. If we're good on offense, we're good on defense, uh, you know, we, we don't hear too much about the kick return. If we break a big one or if we score a touchdown, hey, that's icing on the cake. That's great. Um, so I think the overall effect of it, um, you know, isn't, uh, that important. Obviously it is where we, we, we want to be able to have somebody competent back there. Um, but you know, if, uh, if, if we're stuck with Gibson, I think Gibson, uh, just like you said, I think this is something that, uh, he will excel at. And if, uh, if he looks at it correctly, um, this could be a big opportunity for him to just add, uh, some more things to his resume of ways that he can impact the game and, uh, help, uh, help the team score some points. So, I'm excited that uh, he's going to be doing it. And I think, um, 
you know, I think in general, you know, teams, you know, just kind of look at it like, hey, uh, we can just go get another guy, um, you know, a bottom of the roster type guy who's got some speed and uh, give him a couple of kicks and have him, uh, you know, uh, you know, return it. And uh, we'll worry about the other positions a little bit more. So I think that's kind of why you see some of these guys like a DeAndre Carter drift around from team to team or Andre Roberts, you know, still chugging along at uh, at this stage in his career, too. Yeah, I hear you. But then I also see us trying to make uh, Erickson work as returner. <laughs> and I'm like, well, can you get that roster spot to Carter? I mean, what the heck? So, uh, but I, 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 well, yeah. I, and look, I, I think Gibson's going to be really good at that role. Providing yeah, of course he, you do. Let's, let's not pretend yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you put Gibson at left tackle. I think he's going to dominate. That <laughs> sense are great. Um, but Eric's right, though. Like how Gibson was used. I mean, he looked awesome, uh, you know, catching those passes, running downfield, making some guys miss. I mean, think about this, though. Like this is the way he was supposed to be used, and we're struggling to make this uh, this decision in year three now. Like we, we finally did it, and uh, he's, he, he's showing all the things that he can do now. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um the the whole drafting Gibson and saying McCaffrey, 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 we're gonna make him McCaffrey. That was the wrong decision yeah. from the jump. They should have just let him be what he is in hindsight. But you know, you know what to say about hindsight. All right. Eric, if I said to you, list to me your major concerns going into week one, what would be on your list? Well, I've already told you linebacker. Um, until I see otherwise. I don't see how that's not going to be a huge issue for this team coming into the season with two guys who are okay, maybe at their position and really no depth behind them. Uh, it's a scary prospect. And I know that, you know, a lot of people are saying linebacker is devalued, you know, in today's NFL because of the multiple receiver sets. But I mean, it just takes one innovative coach to say, Hey, we should run the ball on, you know, teams that don't have linebackers. Like, I don't know, Philly, who has 12 running backs and a dominant offensive line, who happens to be in our division, uh, or the Giants with Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, it doesn't take a, a brain surgeon to know that if you see two linebackers out there and not much else, you, you trot out three tight ends um, and you just you, you pound the ball. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, Jack Del Rio forgot more about football before breakfast this morning than I'm ever going to know in my life. So, and that's a true statement. I'm not, you know, Say what you will about him, but I mean, the dude knows football way more than I do. I'm just a schmuck on the couch. But from my perspective, I don't see how this team is going to survive with what we have at linebacker this year. Um, so that's my that's my number one concern. Um, and that kind of leads into my next concern, which is that, you know, the defensive line has to hold up. And can the defensive line hold up? Because if they don't, there's really not a lot behind them that's going to that's going to be able to do damage. So, um, you know, with Chase Young coming off the ACL in a couple of weeks, um, you know, they're, they're, they're a little thin to start the season at defensive end because there's nobody at that level, obviously, behind him. Uh, so that's a concern as well. Um, I actually think the offense is going to be okay this year. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a dominant offense, but I think it's going to put – we're going to put points up. We'll be much better than we were last year on offense. Um, but I'm really concerned about the defense's ability to stop, to stop teams from scoring. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of validity in what you said. There's there's certainly some concerns there. Uh, Brian, same question for you. Uh, what are your primary concerns uh, going into the 2022 season? 
Yeah, uh, you know the the everything that uh, Eric said, I agree with. But I think um, I'll go one step beyond uh, my concern overall. More is the defensive coordinator. It's it's Jack Del Rio. Jack uh, had a statement last week uh, where uh, some reporters asked him about the third down defense, and he said he wasn't overly concerned. And then we saw kind of how they looked uh, exactly the same as last year against the Chiefs. Um, you know, my concern is that there, there, there's not a recognition of a problem, right? I don't think in Jack's head that uh, he necessarily sees the defense as being bad. So there's no changes that uh, seem to have been made uh, from last year to this year. And that's why, you, you know, Eric mentioned the linebackers. That's, that's why we basically kind of just have the two guys and, you know, very uh, limited depth behind that. Um, and we're still seeing the same type of coverages that, um, you know, plagued this last year. We're, we're seeing them this preseason. So uh, it's that's my biggest concern is uh, his willingness to change and to try and to adapt to what the offenses uh, that we're going to face are trying to do to us. Um, and then, yes, uh, linebacker, who else uh, do we have on the roster? Um, because the defensive line we're already hearing, you know, is not uh, getting pressure. Well, if they're not getting pressure, um, and then we do have, you know, the Cowboys who have a strong offensive line. Eagle, um, Eric already mentioned the Eagles as well, too. They're going to get tested uh, as well in the run game. So we've, you know, we're pretty thin. If we're if we're not on our game, we're, you know, it's uh, we're I think we're going to struggle because um, the only other people who are going to make tackles is it's going to be the secondary. So um, that's those are my biggest concerns. Uh, strength. Uh, I am very confident in the offensive line. I think we're going to have a really strong offensive line group once uh, our guys are healthy, which I think hopefully should be week one. Um, and I think I think we've got some receivers. I think we have some receivers now who can catch the ball and who can run after the catch. And we've got a quarterback who can deliver it to them. Um, are, are we going to be top five in uh, offense? No, uh, but I think we'll be good. Just like Eric was saying, we'll we'll be able to put drives together, pick up third downs, and uh, score touchdowns. So I'm excited about the offense. I think um, it'll be fun watching them this year as opposed to the last couple of years where we were so sluggish uh, on offense and didn't really kind of turn it on. So I'm excited all the way around. Yeah, I think I think offensively we're going to be somewhat resemble, or we're going to resemble the Las Vegas Raiders from last year in terms of productivity. They average about 22 points a game where we were 19.7. I think we're probably about a field goal better offensively. It doesn't sound like a lot, but that's that's a difference between a few wins and losses right there, right? Um, you know, defensively is is where my concerns are completely and entirely. I don't have concerns about Carson Wentz. I know what he is. He's going to be somewhere between 12 and 19 in terms of quarterback ranking in the league. That's you can get productive results from that. We have a run game that I believe is going to be effective. Yes, I'm including Brian Robinson Jr. in that, uh, in the effectiveness of the run game. Uh, you know, we have an offensive line that we know is probably not going to be top tier based on talent, but it's going to be top 15 or 16. It's going to be effective enough. Um, and we have receivers that we think as a collective are probably a top 12 receiving core in the league. So offensively, I feel good about where we are. Special teams-wise, I have some concerns just because we haven't seen it. We like Gibson. We think Gibson's going to be good there, but we don't know. We haven't seen it. Um, is Dax Bell going to be our punt returner? Um, you know, the kicking game itself, I think I feel good about. I feel good about Joey Sly. Uh, he might need to lay off the weights, but, you know, other than that, I think he – That dude is yoked, man. Yeah. I couldn't he believe like, how big he was. That dude is Jack. Yeah, he's yeah. the son of that D-line coach, man. But um, I know, right? <laughs> and then we have uh, Trust Way. I'm not concerned about that. 
You know, how are we going to replace Troy Apke on coverage teams? We'll see. But I think um, Derek Forrest looks like a good candidate for that. He's been very effective. So all my concerns reside on the defensive side of the ball. Where's the pass rush coming from? Because, you know, it's one thing to have guys that are disciplined and contained well. That's important. But you also have to be able to get to the quarterback and bring the quarterback to the ground. Chase Young's coming back, what, week six, week five or six, maybe. But in his absence, and even after he returns, we have to maintain a pass rush all year long. If we don't have a pass rush, we are going to expose every other flaw in the defense. My second concern the defense, philosophy. Are we going to be beholden to this Buffalo nickel three safety look, even if it's not proving to be successful? I hope to high heck they are not now if it works let's roll with it right but if we're not getting the results that we want from it let's change it up so i agree with you brian we got to be nimble-minded when it comes to our defensive philosophy now linebackers uh i think jamin's gonna show out this year is he gonna be an all-star no but i think he's going to improve greatly which is going to help us what i am more concerned about is what i see from cole holcomb especially in pass coverage like and here's what i'm really trying to say we have so many obvious weaknesses at specific points that can be exploited yeah. by um, offensive coordinators. So, you know, there, and we face teams that do certain things really well, like Philly runs a ball. Well, that could be a potential weakness for us with the linebackers that we have. Um, and then, you know, good offensive coordinators are going to put Cole Holcomb in space and make him cover and see what he can do. Uh, hopefully we can find a way around that. So that's a concern for me. Um, is it an end-all, be-all? No, because I think you can cover that up with scheme and, uh, you know, just different guys in there. Um, from a secondary perspective, my my main concern is not Kendall Fuller. I think he has looked phenomenal. I do have a little bit of concern about William Jackson. I'm not seeing the level of play yet, granted, preseason, right, uh, from William Jackson I would want to see. Um what are we doing at that second safety spot? So we have Curl, and then we have McCain. Is McCain going to continue to progress like he did last year, or at some point is Father Time going to catch up to Bobby McCain? And then if it does, what do we do? Um, the cornerback, oh, Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, what? Uh, you know, I'm not confident in what he's doing out there. Um, and then what? where's our depth at at cornerback? Those are my main concerns there on the defense. If we can solve those problems, we can have a pretty good year. If we don't do anything about it, you already know what time it is. Eric, Brian gave us his um, his strengths for the team going into the season. Why don't you go ahead and give me your strengths? Yeah, uh, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm actually not super concerned about the pass rush um, at this point because you've got John Allen who's proven that he's going to get the job done. And then you've got Montez Sweat and Deron Payne, and both of those guys are trying to get paid. So I think the pass rush is going to be okay. Um because I think those guys are really gonna gonna ball out because they're looking for that, you know, Sweat's looking for that, you know, fifth year extension plus, you know, whatever goes past that. And Payne is basically gonna be a free agent next year. So both of those guys have a lot of incentive to produce. So I think, you know, they're gonna be very mo- motivated in that case. Um, so I think you get a good push from that interior defensive line. That'll help out whoever's playing opposite Sweat until Chase Young gets back. So I'm not super concerned. I would almost consider the defensive line in the pass rush. Uh, specifically the pass rush rather rather to be a strength at this point. Um, Yeah, the other strength that I really like is uh, the receiver core. 
Um, obviously, Terry McLaurin is Terry McLaurin. He's going to, you know, he's been productive with nobody around him. and He's got help this year. Um, so even if his numbers don't jump, I think the wow plays will jump because he's just going to be he's going to be free more. Uh, he's not going to have, you know, all the coverage rolled to him because he's got Jahan Dotson. He's got a healthy Curtis Samuel. Um, and, you know, De'Ami Brown, if he can figure out how to play football again, can is running up the sidelines. Um, you know, I think wide receiver and wide receiver depth particularly is going to be is, is looking really good this year. I like that a lot. And I think running back is going to be a strength. And I think Scott Turner should be fired if he doesn't exploit that this year. Um, I know he's got the nice long contract extension and Ron loves him, but he's got so much talent at his disposal at the running back position that it will be a crime if this is a pass first team. It really will. Uh, this team, you know, the way the offensive line plays, uh, you know, running is going to should be a strength. Uh, with Robinson between the tackles, with Gibson, you know, in his role, whatever that role is, if he's between a tackle guy or getting out in space, with McKissick doing whatever he does, this team should really be a run-first team um, or at least, you know, run to set up the pass type team. So I think running back is a strength. It's just I, I really hope that, that Scott Turner uh, utilizes it. That is absolutely a key. Um, and I'm going to piggyback on um, your list because – I love what you said about the running back situation because what does that create? Ball control, right? Clock management. We can run the clock down on some of the other offenses. Dude, if I don't see drives where it's handoff Robinson, right, for three and a half yards, handoff Gibson for four yards, handoff Robinson for four yards, um, you know, screen to JD for, you know, just that kind of drive where we're just churning and churning and churning and, and just really pissing other teams off because they can't get off the field. I mean, we have that. It, it kind of reminds me of the, the Cleveland offense, you know, from a couple of years ago when they got um, our guy, you know, Nick Chubb. And uh, who's the other cat that they got from uh, Kansas City used to be there, number 27? Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Same type of principle. We can bring in guys all day just to hammer, 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 and then open it up, right? And, and we had our four-game win streak last year. We ran the ball because running the ball covers up subpar quarterback play. It's hard to cover up lack of a run game with moderate to really decent quarterback play. You know what I mean? You're going to expose yourself 10 times out of 10 there. So I want to see Scott Turner commit to that run game and make that – because this is going back to my point at the start of the podcast – what is our identity? That's another concern. We don't have one on either side of the ball. We're trying to be too multiple. Let's just be something and be bullies at it. That's what I think we need to do. Let's just run the ball, put two backs in the backfield, bring our, our guys in tight on the edge, and just pound the ball. Beat somebody up for once. Ellie, yeah, that your- opens you up. Uh, that gives you, you know, the potential for deep shots, which everybody loves deep passes, right? The long ball, chicks dig the long ball, right? Exactly. So, you know, when you're pounding the rock, they have to commit that defender to the box. That leaves, you know, the defensive backfield, you know, in single coverage, or they're not able to, you know, play that that shell that they would normally be playing. And you've got guys that can get deep on them. So I think that's a key, you know, run the ball. It's, you know, 1980s football, honestly, run the ball yes. and then hit them off play action. It still works if you've got an effective running game and this team should have an effective running game. 100%. LA. And to your point, like during that four game win streak last year, uh, when we were doing a much better job of running and passing and controlling the ball, we, we held time of possession almost to a two to one advantage over the other team. 
that means our defense, which was struggling last year, was off the field. Uh, and they actually could get to play with a lead sometimes. So, yeah, absolutely we've got to because it, it it doesn't just help the offense. It helps the entire team. And especially if our defense isn't going to be top five or top ten, uh, then, yeah, we need to keep them off the field. We need to keep them rested, and we need to give them a lead um, so they can uh, maybe pin their ears back and actually you know, be a little bit more productive. So it just helped everybody. Everybody looked better during that four-game win streak when we were possessing the ball as much as we did. Uh, so, yeah, that – that should be that should be how it looks. We'll see how it goes uh, week one. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. And our other strength is our, to me, our special teams. You know, I touched on it uh, previously, but especially our kicking game. I just think that you know one of the things I've seen Ron do in in his tenure here that I think he could probably go back and realize it cost us some games is not taking the field goal when the field goal was there right and trying to do too much with fourth down conversions and things like that and i'm not saying play it safe play it scared but sometimes you have to get the points take the points that are in front of you because we tend to play i mean not so much last year but especially you know that first year a lot of games that were within um you know a few points or you know momentum matters in sports to me i know some folks say momentum's not real but to me Momentum is a real thing. Players feel momentum emotionally. It kind of, you know, permeates into what they're thinking and their confidence with their ability to do their job. So I would love to see us just accumulate points, not get cute so often. I know he's riverboat Ron, right? And I respect that. That's gangster, right? But sometimes just take the points that are right there in front of you. Um, so I want to see us do more of that. Um one thing I was looking at this week, and I kind of, I put this on social media as well, but uh, I didn't realize how badly we got beat last year. When you go back and look at some of the point totals, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and it didn't – I don't know why, like, now, you know, maybe I just flushed it out of my brain, but, you know, you go back and look at it, and I'm like, dude, we had some really bad performances last season. I'm going to find some of these. I'm pulling these up now. Um, In Buffalo. Buffalo was a one point. No, I'm sorry. The Giants were a one point game. Buffalo was 43 yeah. to 21. Yep. That that was an absolute. It wasn't that close either. It yeah. wasn't. No, no. Um, that was a boat race. Yeah. Buffalo pulled up at the end too. They could have made it worse on us, but they pulled up at the end. Yeah, absolutely. It's scan. So for the first half of the season, that was the worst one. We lost by 14 to Green Bay. Uh, no. Yeah, we lost by a lot to Kansas City. Uh, what is it? 18. Yeah, so like there were like it's kind of weird. Like we have this optimism, but we're getting our doors blown off like every other week or so. Every couple of weeks, we're just getting blowouts. I want to see us just not get blown out this year and to be competitive in every single game and then find a way to win. And that's what I'm talking about with the points. Take the points, keep ourselves in position. And then the second half of the season, that 56 to 14 Cowboys game cannot yeah. happen. That can't yeah. happen at all. Um, and that was really a large or in large part, the Taylor Heineke meltdown at that point. But um, bottom line is we just have to get rid of the really, really ugly football that we tend to play sometimes and, and turn that into we play extremely well by controlling the football and doing what we do um, to help our defense out through our offense. So um, but I am looking forward to the season. Eric, uh, final thoughts, man. Any final thoughts? Uh, 12 and five book it I'm sticking with my, I'm sticking with my off season prediction. I got 12 games until we can't win 12 games. 
Oh no, I'm not. Uh, I don't care with the defense. No, don't. Actually, I do. I you were talking about the kicking game earlier. I actually do have some concerns because Joey Sly is hasn't been here that long, and he's already missed an extra point, and he's admitted that FedEx is a tough place to kick at. It's not giving me warm and fuzzies headed into the season. So I hope he works out. Um, he was pretty good last year for the time that he was here, but we don't have a large sample size for him. So the jury is still out. Although his physique is impressive, I would like to see him make uh, a lot of kicks this year. Um, but yeah, you can you can you can keep me to it. I'll still I'll roll with twelve and five. No, I'm not okay. usually this optimistic about the team, but yeah, you can, I'll 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 die on this hill twelve and five until, until <laughs> it doesn't happen. Before we go, I'm going to go game by game with you guys. <clears throat> Before we do that, Brian, um, any final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts. It- I'm super excited about the offense. I think the running game uh, will be good. I think the passing game should be uh, much improved. I think we should have some explosive plays, big plays, big touchdowns. Uh, I'm excited looking uh, to see that. And then also that we still got some positions we've got to shore up, like in terms of like who's going to be the starter and who's the depth, you know, the Buffalo nickel, right? Everybody's favorite mythical position. Who's full-time there? Uh, linebackers, right? Is David Mayo actually a guy who's going to compete, or is it just uh, Cole and Jamin? Like, what uh, what's going on there? Um, uh, the edge rusher across from Montez, is that just James Smith-William, or did Casey Tuhill, um sneak in there and, uh, you know, get some playing time? So there's some, there's some spots where uh, we, we still got to figure out who's going to be the guy there uh, as well. So I'm looking to see, uh, you know, how that shapes out over this last preseason game practice and uh, heading into week one. Yeah, I like it, man. Um, all right, <clears throat> let's run through these games. I want to see if your opinions changed on this, but uh, week one, Jacksonville, are we walking out with the dub, Eric? Blowout win, right? That's a win, big win. Yeah, I think we win by six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, week two, Detroit, what's happening there, Eric? Win. We're gonna be scared. Of, yeah, not not scared of him. Yeah, no, the uh, the dumb dumb meathead caveman. We're gonna beat him, and uh, I don't I don't think he's gonna last very long there. I don't know about you guys. I think he's got like two more years, and that stuff wears off. Dan Campbell, uh, Detroit loves Dan Campbell. I have family in Detroit. You know that's where we come from. So uh, because I, I my family originates from Detroit, Michigan, uh, I'm gonna pick the Commanders. <laughs> We're gonna go two and zero. Philadelphia, uh, week three. Eric, I got that as a loss. We lose our first matchup with Philly. They run on us a lot. All right, Brian. Um, I would normally agree with Eric on that one. That is a sound premise, but uh, Carson is going to have something a little extra in that game. Win. All right, somebody's got to write this down to see what these predictions are because I'm not. Uh, I think Philadelphia is the best team in the division. That's just my opinion. I think they're going to win. <laughs> I think we'll be vying for a wild card spot, and then we could compete for the division if a few things break our way. I got that as a loss to Philly. I have us at two and one. Eric is two and one. Brian's got us at three and oh, headed for the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> week four, we have Dallas. Um, it's at Dallas, I believe. Um, Eric, one o'clock game. How's that going to turn out? Big dub. I think we blow him out. Trayvon Diggs gets embarrassed. And uh yeah, we 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 uh make up for that loss last year. Yeah, he's trash. This uh, is the statement game for the statement game for the commanders this year. Let's go. Brian, what do you got? 
this is a win. Um, Fidarian Mathis gets a starting job because the Cowboys try to run it. And uh, we win. We pull this out. Fidarian Matthews, 18 tackles, 11 sacks. <laughs> the Fidarian Mathis game. Telling you. Uh, sit him in the second half. Yeah. Telling you. This is a tough one because I think this is going to tell us a lot about who the Cowboys are. I'm going to say we're going to beat the Cowboys in week four because of their issues with receiver. Um, and then we have Tennessee come to town. And uh, at this point, you know, it could be Malik Willis. It could be Ryan Tannehill. We don't know. Derrick Henry will be back. Eric, how's that one going to shake out? Yeah, no answer for Derrick Henry. That's an L for us. Okay. Henry's going to run for 200 yards. Yeah, Rabel's team's too tough, too disciplined. Uh, they're just levels better than us right now, so that's an out. Yeah, Tannehill's going to pass for seven yards, and they're still going to win. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody's predicting a loss for the Titans. Uh, let's see. Eric, Chicago, we got a primetime game finally. Are we going to Yeah. I think um, that is going to be a win because it's a Thursday game, and it is not at home. So, Commanders beat the Bears. It'll be an ugly win, though. I think you guys are five and two. You cooking, man? Um, that's not even right because we need to go through that many games yet. All right, Brian, <laughs> what are we gonna do with the Bears? Uh, that's gonna be a win, but uh, Justin Fields has a big day against our defense, but just not big enough. Carson has a uh, better day. We win. Uh, I'm calling that a loss. Thursday night, short week, coming off the Titans game. Titans are a physical team. They're gonna beat you up. Uh, we might have some guys miss. That's, that's a tough turnaround ask. They have a mobile quarterback in Justin Fields. He's got a cannon for an arm, and their defense is going to be aggressive. That's a bad recipe for us. I think that's a, a loss. Trash. Um, but yeah, it is trash. But I got <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we got Green Bay. So this is a tough part of the schedule. We got Green Bay, 1 o'clock on Fox, uh, week seven. Eric. Uh, that's our L. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to torch us. Uh, they have nobody at receiver. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, he is uh, similar to Mahomes in the way that he just makes magical throws and pulls them out of nowhere. Uh, Aaron Rodgers beats us in that game. Not the Packers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, our, our secondary is not going to be able to put up any resistance to that. Uh, Aaron will have his way. That's a loss. Dang. I got that as a dub. We're going to smash Green Bay at FedEx. Man. Are you kidding me? What? Joke. What? No, but for real, this is the A.J. Dillon game. I bet that's what they do. They just pound A.J. Dillon in his uh, Kia-sized calf or, or, or thighs, you know, right against our, our linebackers. But I think we find a way to pull it out. We play Green Bay tough a lot. Um, oh, then week eight, we go to Indy uh, at a 425 game. Eric, how you see it coming? SNL for us. Um, they're going to run it with Jonathan Taylor and, uh, Matt Ryan is the quarterback we should have picked up this year. Uh, so I got that as our fourth loss of the season. That is a win for me. Carson plays well in the middle of the year. It's towards the end where he starts to kind of fall apart sometimes. So he wants to prove and shut up or so we win that one. Yeah. This will tell you a lot about how the team feels about Carson. If they come up and play the best game they've ever played before for Carson in Indy, to shut up, Ursa, I'm with you. I think they do that. I got us getting a dub in Indy. And then we got Minnesota. The Vikings led by Kirk Cousins uh, in week nine. Eric, talk to me. 
Sooner and not losing to Kirk Cousins. That's a win. <laughs> I like the confidence. <laughs> Brian? Same. Nobody's scared of Kirk Cousins. Win. Big time win. All right. I'm going to say this is an L um, because I think that this is a letdown game. Might be a trap game. I don't think the Vikings are going to be all that. Um, we had two back-to-back wins, according to me, against Indy and Green Bay. And I think that they're going to pull out something. I don't even know what the Vikings do well because Dalvin Cook's getting older. He's been hurt a little bit. And you know what Cousins is. Somehow I got us getting an L there. We got Philadelphia on Monday night, week 10. Eric. This is where the demons are exercised. We trounce Philly at Philly in prime time, and we dance on that stupid eagle. And we take this is where we assert our dominance in the division. We stomp Philly. I'm not even saying it's a win. We will stomp Philly in prime time at Philly in their own house. And then we will set trash cans on fire on the way out because it's Philly. Throw snowballs at Santa Claus. Uh, That's right. There's batteries in them. <laughs> Brian, how do you see Philly shaking out? Now, Philly gets us back. We get them earlier in the year, but they get us back uh, big time on this one. This is a loss. I got us losing, too. This is uh, We're going to get swept by Philly this year. I just think, like I said, best team in the division. But we got a redemption game, potentially. Davis Mills, the Houston Texans coming to – we go to Houston, excuse me. Uh, Eric, are we going to beat the Texans in week 11? Yeah, they might call this one in the third quarter. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to drop a 50-burger on them. I love it, man. Offensive explosion against Houston. Yes. Not scary at all. Yes. I do like I do like Davis Mills, and I think Houston is is right to build around him. Um, but no, not this year. Okay. Brian? Uh, this is a loss. Davis Mills is a good quarterback. People are gonna see it uh this season. This is a loss for us. We overconfident. It's a loss. Brian is the captain of the Davis Mills fan club. He's a yeah. I we we're trouncing the Texans. I mean, come on. Because I think, you know, they got that uh, Deshaun Watson return game on their mind too, right? Uh, so I think that would be the following week after after we play them, if I'm not mistaken. And so they're looking past us, even though they suck, and we're going to run all over them. Uh, Davis Mills scares nobody. He's the type of quarterback you like, but you're always looking to replace. Uh, so I ain't worried about him. But after Houston, Atlanta comes to town with their new look attack. It could be Desmond Ritter by this point in the season because, you know, Mariota plays about three and a half quarters and then he gets hurt. Um, ATL, Atlanta. Eric, are we going to put the beats to Atlanta? Yep, it's going to be a repeat of the seat cushion game. It's going to be a beat down. Score might not show it, but it's going to be a very physical dominant win for Washington. You heard it here first. Desmond Ritter scares nobody. (laughs) <laughs> let's go uh brian yeah i i agree after the previous two losses we get this one easy Mariota ritter doesn't make a difference we win this easy okay so i'm gonna say you guys are neglecting the fact that they have kyle pitts who's covering kyle pitts doesn't Ooh. matter ritter's gonna be on his yeah. back yeah, yeah they're not gonna be able to pass, get on. this is the pass rush game this is dub. It's gonna be bad this is a dub. <laughs> and then we got the Giants, week 13. I'm going to call. I'm going to go first. That's a dub, dub, dub. Week 13 gets the Giants. Yeah, the Giants are not ready to win. Daniel Jones will turn into a pumpkin. And I'm going to go ahead and just take the next two because we play them back-to-back. Two dubs over the Giants. Yes, yeah, Back-to-back. 
Yeah, I agree. It, uh, the Giants are uh, a couple of years away from being anything. So we got these. And then we got San Francisco the following week after the back-to-back Giants. Of course, we have a bye week in the middle of that. I'm calling that San Francisco a loss. They're going to be nope. good fighting for the playoffs. Great run game. Don't care. Oh. Nope. Not lose to Kyle Shanahan, stupid Adam's apple. No. <laughs> That's what we I think we've got to travel to San Fran. So going uh, East Coast to West Coast, I don't think uh, we're up for it. And uh, we lose that one to Shanahan. Yeah. We we beat them at their own game. 200 right. yards rushing. I like your positivity. <laughs> yep. Then, speaking of 200 yards rushing, we got Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, uh, Miles Garrett. Good God almighty. I'm going to say that's an L, too, because that, that team is just stacked. Hmm. I'm gonna call that team origami because it's paper. They're paper. It's all paper. Everything's on paper. They're gonna be by this point in the season. They're gonna be a mess. That whole team is gonna be a joke. It's gonna be a bad year. Stefanski's job's gonna be in danger because without Watson for 11 games, and when he gets back, everybody hates him. The team's gonna be in disarray. And yeah, that's a win. Uh, I agree. It's still Cleveland. They still have accomplished nothing. Um, I'm not scared of them at all. Uh, it'll be a tough game, though, but uh, we'll win it. And then we finish up the season at Dallas. Or Dallas comes here, I'm Dallas sorry. Dallas comes here. Yeah. This is a loss for us. I'll, ta- I'll tell you why. Because we have nothing to play for. The division will be wrapped up. Dallas is <laughs> going to be fighting on some stupid 8-9. and or They're going to be 8-8 eight and eight coming into the game trying to get a wild card because they were 13-3 and last year or whatever the hell they were. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, they follow up a good season with an 8-8 eight and eight season every year. This this will be no different. Mike McCarthy, if he hadn't already been fired, will be on the hot seat. Um, he'll be coaching for his job. Washington will sit its starters, uh, and uh, Dallas will win that one, but nobody will care. Going big on that. Okay, okay, I see you. Uh, Brian, Dallas? This is a loss, but it's because of what Eric just said. We're resting our starters. We've already got everything wrapped up. Sam Howell plays this game, throws three touchdowns, and uh, we still lose. But uh, we've already wrapped up everything by this time. Uh, I'm not sure your records are going to agree with you when you you go back and look at them. I'm going to say this is a loss just because I think Dallas will need this game too, as as we will as well. I think that puts me at nine and eight, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Brian? Did you write this down? Uh, I wrote down mine. I got eleven and six for me. I didn't write that for you. Oh, we appreciate. Mine's you. a mental record. I, you know, what kind of? A, I'm not a note taker. I think I uh, called eleven and six <laughs> last time. I, think I got twelve and five. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I was eleven. I think I was eleven and six. All right. Well, I love the positivity. I got us at nine and eight. I think that's probably really realistic, and then a few things can happen to change the outcome of one or two games and that'll be what your season really is so uh it's going to be a fun one though i think we're going to be more excited last year you saw a lot of bad football with some good exciting plays inserted into that i think we're going to play good football with a few bad plays inserted into it this year so um, can i just say one real quick before we go how fire those uniforms looked on saturday with the red pants and the white shirt I liked the it. Fashion oh, that was money. Yeah, they looked great. They look good. They look good. I didn't like the... who doesn't like the uniforms as a clown. That's all I'm gonna say. The, the pants need <laughs> a, a stripe or something, but yeah, they look good. Nah, look I love good. the solid color pants. I don't it's a, it's I don't, a great look. The pants don't need a stripe, they just need different color socks. The same color socks with those pants looks ridiculous. 
And then yeah, it looks you, good. No, nah, man, you got to have some it. color alteration with the socks. Then we'll be all right. You need some white tube socks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is this, 1986? I mean, <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> I thought it looked sharp. But, yeah, I, I, I am digging the uniforms as a whole. I yeah. really want to see the black jersey come out. I think yeah. they already said which game that's going to be. I don't remember which one it was. but I think it's uh, the, it's one the, of the primetime games. Yeah, it's Bears Thursday night, right? Is it? Okay. Yeah, that might be right. Yeah, I think so. Because that's now, when they have to do that color rush thing anyway. So, yeah. 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 That's going to be fire. But, yeah, I, I like the uniforms. They look better every time I see them in person. I just want some some variation in color scheme at some point. But All right. Listen, uh, if you have made it this far, please subscribe to wherever you are listening to this and then go turn to your neighbor and say, check out this great podcast. These guys do a good job, and we do. Uh, leave a review, comment, whatever you want to do. Interact with us. Check us out at WFTDeclassified.com. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at Declassified WFT. We got football conversation going on all day with all of your peers. Why are you not there participating? At Mr. Who won two O's in the Who. Uh, and we got Eric at ETROD42 who makes guest appearances on Twitter occasionally. I pop in and out. Yeah. When Twitter's not being flooded with political conversations, you will see Eric pop yeah. his head in. And what exactly like, is that? Yeah, never. That's why he signs back off. (laughs) All right. Thanks for riding with us. Everybody overseas, uh, be safe. Uh, Enjoy yourself. Get some rest. Everybody um, on American soil, we appreciate you. If you're in Canada, we love you too. Uh, Who else should we shout out? Uh, Shout out to uh, Santa Claus. still big in Cameroon? Cameroon. That is our one of our Senegal. Was it Cameroon or Senegal? It was Cameroon. Cameroon, Cameroon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Senegal don't mess with us, but yeah. Cameroon loves us. So. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> All right, fellas. I hope you guys have a good one. Um, yeah, enjoy rocking with you. Catch you next time. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Real quick. Do you care if the starters play against Baltimore? Yes or no, real quick. No. Me neither. Yeah. No. Don't care. No. Yeah. All right. I wasted your time. We are out of here. Peace.